Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Forest Spirituality with me, Julie Brett. I'd like to acknowledge that this podcast is created on Darug and Gundungara country. I pay my respects to elders past and present and to any Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander people who might be listening in today. Today's episode is an interview with Joe Clancy that was uh, used for my new book, Belonging to the Earth, Nature Spirituality in the Changing World. And uh, Joe is a, a dance teacher and a Wiradjuri woman. And uh, yeah, so we just had a quick chat before class um, sometime last year uh, in preparation for the, the chapter that we wrote together. Um, where the interview uh, differs to the words in the book, it was with um, Joe uh, editing it along with me. And um, yeah, so I, I really hope you enjoy this chat. It's a pleasure to dance with Joe. I really enjoyed it over the years. So yeah, I thought we would just talk about like what you do. Because um, I love coming to this and um, I'm writing a book called Belonging to the Earth. And um, I'm getting a few different Aboriginal friends to contribute some words about their lives and things that they yep. do about that. And um, yeah, sharing things from our pagan, Druidry, Celtic background and how we are responding to things like climate change and environmental issues and mm. just how do we connect with the earth and, um, and how are our things that we do part of belonging to the earth and and I just love I love dance and how how important that is in Aboriginal culture I guess and and I love doing the contemporary dance that has that flavor of mm. um, you know what you bring to it because of mm. that mm. and yeah I just thought it'd be really interesting to hear about I don't know the differences between the different kinds of dance that you do and um, what you do is learning traditional dances to share with people and teaching mm. that and I don't know if you talk about anything really. Mm. Yeah, what is it? Um, how would you describe what you do? Mm. Okay. Um, hmm. It's funny, I always, I kind of always have to write what I do. Mm. Um, well, I often have to write what I do. Um, whether that's for, uh, you know, if someone books me to uh, teach workshops or um, to perform somewhere, be a part of projects, mm. or if I'm applying um, for grants, um, I'm always kind of, you know, that's the thing. It's like, well, who are you and what do you do? Mm. So I'm always writing that. Um, and it's kind of, it's sort of, it's always changing what I do, but I think what I've been saying for quite a long time now is that, um, before I'm anything or anything that I do, uh, I'm a mother and a daughter and a sister and an auntie because those relationships are so much greater um, than anything that I do outside of that mm -hmm. and that 
everything that I do is connected to those relationships and I'm really, I feel really fortunate that I get to have those relationships and connect them to um, what is my work, but what is my work is my life and, and you know, and that's dance. Um, so I don't, um, I don't, I don't make money from anything else. Um, and that's been for a really long time now. Um, probably, you know, it's over 20 years um, now. But that in the sense of what my dance practice is, is very broad as well. Mm. So... Yeah, because um, like in our classes, we're just saying for them, <laughs> we do yoga and fitness training and contemporary dance and ballet as well as mm. a little Aboriginal flavour. Mm. Is that? Yeah. I guess, yeah, I sort of mean that, but I mean my practice in the sense of, you know, I I teach, I perform, oh, yeah. I make. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of... Um, all of those things sort of uh, not always equally contribute to, you know, keeping food in my belly and a roof over my head, um, but it's the sum of those things that does, mm. um, and that's pretty great. So, and you've got that balance between, like, doing things with Aboriginal community but also doing things with the wider community as well. Is that yeah. important to you to do both? Yeah, it is. Um, it is important to me. Um, and I think, I think the reason that, one of the big reasons that it's important to me is where we live. Mm. So... Um, I've lived in the mountains for 42 years now. Um, but I've always lived off country, so I'm a Wiradjuri woman. Um, I've never lived on Wiradjuri country. I've always, so I was born on Garrick country in Sydney. And then... I've lived and raised my family on Garagandamundara country, um, so feel incredibly connected to this place. Um, and it is the, the community of the mountains that is why I... I share dance the way that I do because it's such a beautiful um, community in the mountains. You know, people um, people 
want to engage with Aboriginal culture. They want to learn. They want to share um, with such, you know, genuine openness and and respect. And you know, I don't I don't think that's everywhere. Um, I know that's not everywhere because I do. I do leave the mountains a lot to work. So even though I haven't lived on Wiradjuri country, um, I spend a lot of time in Western New South Wales and have the um, kind of all of my adult adult life. I've done a lot of dance development in the Central West, and you know, um, you know that's where I'm from, and that's where my dance. Um, comes from and that I'm connected to, so I have to, you know, um, I have an obligation mm-hmm. to to work and share um, on Wiradjuri country. Um, but in doing that too, I know that, um, you know, there's many communities out west that don't have the same relationships with their non-Indigenous community um, that we do here in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's that's a big reason why um, why I do that. And you know, I think the children, the young people, um, you know, the adult class, the, the people who it's a certain type of person that chooses to engage with my dance as well. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I never I. I don't think I've ever advertised these classes at Kindle Hill <laughs> ever. It's just kind of like it's just been this kind of lovely sort of ongoing ongoing thing for yeah, a long time now. It's just word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And it's always, especially with, with kids, like it's um, it's really hard to get into the class because it just kind of yeah, it's just, you know, I'll get emails at the start of the year saying, Oh, I heard about your dance classes. Oh, yeah, no, sorry, yeah. <laughs> can't come. That you know, for the yeah. kids, not yeah. in the adult class, but it just kind of just carries on from year to year, which is really nice. Um, do you have quite a lot of like? Do you do a similar kind of thing that you do with the adult contemporary class, where there's just a, it's a little bit of Aboriginal stuff, and we sometimes learn a traditional dance? Is it kind of the same for the kids? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I sort of started this kind of. So I used to teach in the mountains. Um, in my early 20s as well, I, I ran Katoomba Dance Theatre, which um, isn't around anymore, but Katoomba Dance Theatre was this beautiful uh, community dance organisation that I think was the longest running community dance organisation in the country or something like that. There's like this beautiful history of KDT. And I did that for a long time. Um, and that was all with, I didn't, then in my 20s, I didn't, I kept it very separate. I didn't share um, any of my uh, Aboriginal practice within that. It was more, you know, it was a dance school, but it was very contemporary based still. Um, and I had, it was, you know, way bigger than what I do here at Kindle Hill, um, you know, I think I had 200 kids that I was seeing every week. Um, 
You didn't change over time. Yeah? No. So then when I when I stopped coaching the dance there and I went um, I went to Naisda to work. So I started my full time dance training at Naisda when I was seventeen. Oh. Um, that's, that's the Aboriginal dance mm. company or something. Ah, so Naisda is the it's the acronym is National Aboriginal Islander Skills Development Association. Right. But we're Naisda Dance College. Right. Um, and so it's a full time uh, dance course. Um, I think Naisda's like 46 years old, something like that now. Um, Naisda was the beginnings of Bangara, um, the beginnings of Aboriginal Islander Dance Theatre. Um, and so I started my full-time training at Naisda. Then I went back to Naisda in 2005, um, stopped teaching, um, stopped making work in the mountains, um, and kind of got consumed by Naisda for about three years. Um, Naisda was in the rocks then. I went back as head of dance, so did this like full circle from my training back to suddenly, wow, okay. Um, but then Naisda moved from, um, we were in the rocks in Sydney under the Harbour Bridge, beautiful studios there, um, but we didn't own the building. And Naisda moved to the Central Coast and at that time my son was still quite young. I think Sam was, I don't know, maybe eight or nine or something. And um, uh, I didn't want to leave the mountains, so um, I was still with his dad then and, and we, yeah, we didn't want to move to the coast. So I left. Um, and after that was when I really started um, making, I thought I'll give it a year and see if I can, I didn't want to go back to just teaching either, I wanted to make work. Yeah. And um, I haven't, make work, what do you mean by Yeah, I wanted to make, I wanted to make shows, oh, I wanted yeah. to, yeah, so, um, and, I, and I wanted to make um, more with, um, with Aboriginal women was kind of the, and sort of that's then where um, the beginnings of Wagana kind of started. There'd been sort of little iterations of, of Wagana in different ways, but I kind of really wanted to see, well, you know, what can I, what can I do? And then I haven't stopped. So I started making like dance and education shows. With Wagana? Yeah. yeah, so um, I would just contract, I'd, you know, um, maybe get money to do like a, a short development um, and then take a show into schools and I was doing that for a little while and I'd just contract different dancers who were kind of around. Um, yeah. So doing a bit of cultural teaching as well with the schools, is that? Uh, yeah, so I just like I, it started with um, so I think the the first show was um, Gallenbull Gungle Gung, which is Dragonfly, um, and that was connected um, to um, uh, kind of looking at swamp care, and 
it kind of had this sort of environmental thing, Blue Mountains Council kind of got behind it yeah, as well and um, and I think it was... Was that there. related to the gully? Uh, no, more here at the lake. Oh, right. Um, and there was um, someone on the environmental team there who kind of... Um, it was Sandy Holmes, actually. Um, she, I think Sandy. Or was she at National Parks? There was a National Parks and Blue Mountains Council kind of link. Oh. They sort of got behind it and supported it and um, they had a lot of... Uh, they used to do these fact sheets, you know, about dragonflies and skinks and swamp care and things like that so it kind of tied into that and that show was around for for quite a while like three or four years in different sort of ways and then other things started happening out of that Mm -hmm. so um and then from that um yeah I started then just doing quite a bit of teaching in schools so schools might um there's a lot of schools that will have, say, like a sister speak program, which will be for Aboriginal girls in the school. Oh, yeah. um, and I started, you know, going into schools and doing the dance component of those kind of programs. And um, yeah, and then then uh, just thought I'd like to do a, a little bit more teaching in community, which is why I ended up kind of at Kindle Hill. In community by like in the broader community. community. Yeah. Um, and you know, to be honest, I loved this space. Like mm, I so found true. this space <laughs> and I just went, Oh my gosh and it, you know, I live just up the road. Yeah. Um and so um what happens at Kindle Hill which is, again, another really beautiful thing that I love about our community is that um, I have a um, – there's no money exchange between oh. Kindle Hill and me. Because you have kids here. No, so I teach for them. So I'm the dance teacher here. Yeah. Um, and in exchange for that, I use the space. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So that's a really – a really lovely thing that doesn't exist much in the world anymore. Mm. You know, that kind of, everything's always about, well, you know, I charge this much to teach, this costs, you know, it's just Mm. this lovely and we check in and kind of weigh up, you know, kind of every every year, like, okay, how's this balance kind of feeling and it's been a really, a really nice thing. They, they, you know, love the energy that gets brought into the space. Um, I love the space. Um, and, yeah, I, so I teach um, I teach here on a Tuesday. Um, they call me the dance teacher in residence. <laughs> um, and I also do the Sister Speak program here as well with the Aboriginal girls. So... That's yeah, been a, a really nice thing, and um, and I've been really um, it. I've also tried to stay true to it. You know, I could teach here every afternoon. There'd mm. be that kind of, but I don't want to do that. You know, um, I 
So you like to have a thing to tell them. Yeah, and it's kind of finding that balance of mm. teaching and making work and yeah. yeah. And now I'm back at NASDA again. Mm. So. Um, so how did the like aside from finding the the space and deciding that you wanted to do things with the broader community, how did you find like this, or, or was that the kind of the, the contemporary style that we do where there's a little mm. bit of Aboriginal mm. influence. Is that what you sometimes do with Mesa? Because Bangara does that kind of thing, do they? Yeah, um, so there there is a thing, you know, that's mm. called contemporary Indigenous dance. Yeah. Um, so I guess... In, How would you define that? Because like, I, I think it's, like, aside from seeing some shows, I think I've been to see Bangara when I was a kid, when mm. God got taken. Um, but, uh, yeah, how would you describe it? To, it's really, really, that's really dance is very different to contemporary yeah. dance, of course, for people that don't understand. But it's really dependent on who is um, who is teaching mm-hmm. um, as to what the contemporary Indigenous style would be. Right. So, um, yeah, I guess my um, what I teach is um, is. Uh, you know, it's the sum of my life, mm. I guess, <laughs> what I teach now. Um, so, uh, it's, you know, it has a very definite uh, female, it's, it's, a, um, it's a feminine style of... Um, of contemporary indigenous dance, um, it's uh, a fusion of, um, you know, the um, of traditional uh, Wiradjuri dance. Um, but also, it's a um, it comes through my training as well. So, starting my my full time training at NASDA, um, you know, and then continuing um, my practice over such a long uh, period of time, you start to get uh, you know. So I have a a kind of groundedness in in my movement and so then that informs my contemporary indigenous movement um yeah Mm -hmm. so it's it's uniquely everyone i think is you know kind of uniquely doing their own their own thing um at nature i I don't teach uh, contemporary dance um i'm Current, I used to in my first round back there, but um, this time I'm um, in the position of uh, it's called head of cultural practice, and so I look after the cultural dance program. Mm-hmm. Um, and within that cultural dance program, I'm currently uh, caretaking, I suppose is a good word for it. Um, dancers from the Dattawoi clan uh, in northeast Arnhem Land, Moa Island in the Torres Strait, um, but also 
uh, Darren uh, and Wiradjuri dancers from New South Wales. So we um, we have they're currently our relationships, and we have um, cultural tutors um, from those communities who share their dances um, with our. Um, we call our students developing artists. We don't call them students. With our DAs, um, they will share their dances, and then we um, practice those dances and um, perform those dances throughout the year. So. Um, and it's going. Do you go to the place? You, you went recently to one of those places. Right? Yeah. So the so program is. It's like a threefold, where our tutors will come in in a non-COVID world. Mm. Um, <laughs> our tutors will come um, at the start of the year, and we have what we call a college-based cultural residency. So they'll visit us on the coast and. We'll have um, it's usually about ten days of kind of intense cultural learning, um, and then we continue to practice those dances weekly. Um, and then halfway through the year, we then go to the community um, and have another around uh, seven, seven to eight, nine, ten mm-hmm. <laughs> um, day cultural learning on country Um, and then that then changes, enhances what we do in the second half of the year in our practice because we've got deeper knowledge um, and then the tutors come back at the end of year and perform those dances with us for our end of year show. And how important is it to go on country? I don't know if it's important. Uh, what's the difference for you and I don't know any and for the student the yes to to go on country and have those experiences? Um, no matter where the dancers are from that you're um, that you're learning or um, a part of. Uh, They've come. They've come from place. They've come from country. So um, you know, doing doing dances that um, you know come from northeast Arnhem Land. Um, to do those dances in in Sydney, um, in a studio, um, on a wooden floor, or you know, is a very different experience to doing them, um, you know, under the sky mm. that they're connected to, um, standing on the sand that they've come from, mm. um, is is just really is just really different. Um, and it's usually animal dances and things like that often, isn't it? Do you, do you get the opportunity to see what's around you in the land and does that help with the process? Um, yeah. I, I mean, not I mean, all of our dances are yeah, about kind of that. I mean, like being in the place where the stories, what the stories are about. That yeah. Place. Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's, it's about um, feeling and 
so you know not just seeing but yeah. also um feeling where they've mm. they've come from yeah like the energy mm. of it yeah mm. yeah awesome um how does it work when you create your own dances like do you it's it's a similar process um like you, you create traditional dances as well as contemporary dances don't you mm -hmm. how does that work uh it's different it's different every time um that i make um recently um because i've been learning um learning my language um, my practice has changed again so um i'm now singing in language which is a new thing for me um i've only been doing that for the past maybe five four or five years five years um and so what i've started to notice is that um the song will come now um before the dance um so i used to kind of just make dance um and often i would make dance to someone else's song so i've collaborated for a long time with Jacinta Tobin, who's a Darug woman um, from here. We've had um, a, a lovely relationship for the past 30 years or more, Jacinta and I, and um, she's a, a song woman, um, and so, and she's not a dancer, and so kind of when I first started making um, making dance, um, it was with her and it was with her um, with her song, which is um, I think really proper for me because um, because like I said, I, I'm living off country and, and I always have, Dara. and she's yeah, yeah she's. Mm. Um, she Dara or Kanaga? She's Dara, yeah. Um, and so she's, you know, singing in Dara language. Yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah, so... Um, so even that's sort of a coming together of cultures as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've made a lot of stuff together. Um, and, um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's changed a, a, a bit in the last five years or so. Which is exciting, you know. It's um, to be writing your own stuff. Yeah, and just to like to for your chat for your practice to change and to develop and to you know it's it's like it's like our culture. It's always changing. It's always evolving, and it always has, you know. Um, and it always will. So. Do you find your songs come mostly when you're on country or do they come anywhere? Um, the, uh, the last lot have happened on country. I've been, because um, I said I do get to go out west um, quite a bit to do work. Um, so, you know, maybe sometimes it'll happen there or it'll happen when I come back or, you know, 
Um, it, songs come in different ways. Songs come in dreams. Mm. Um, songs, songs come on, I drive a lot. Songs come when I'm driving somewhere, yeah. you know. So, yeah, they can come in lots of different ways. Mm. I find the indicator sometimes makes me, <laughs> it sounds like a you know, veterinary or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, can you tell me about the Lyrebird song that you've recently um, created? Yeah, so like, that one did, that, that was pretty special, that one. Um, I was uh, on country in... Um, Candles, uh, fairly close to uh, Gangadi, which is Gun Swamp. Oh, yeah. um, and <coughs> I was on um, a residency with six other Aboriginal women. Um, I was the only dancer, they were all visual artists. Um, oh, sorry, Gangadi, that's the name of the country. Gungadi is the, the, um, the northern pronunciation. No, 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 it's just the name for Dunswamp. Oh, sorry. Yeah, is that like, Wiradjuri country? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Wiradjuri country is huge and I haven't quite got my is, mind around yeah, where the edge of it is. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, you continue. Um, so you and, yeah, but we were saying, we were saying um, um, in this farmhouse, that was a little bit kind of. I don't know, farmhouse creepy or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I wake really early, and uh, so I woke up um, the like the first day of the residency. Um, it was really cold. Alright, I'll layer up and I'll go walking, and um, there was. Um, Jagala, which is our word for flybird, um, in in the scrub, and I was like, oh, no, that's cool, it's great. Um, I walked in for a little while, I sat, um, and uh, then I started like thinking of this like this song, um, and then I walked the quite a long time, came back, I was telling the other women, you know, oh, there's a live bird here, um, oh, we haven't seen any, like, no, I know, there is, there's like, there's so many, um, and then um, the next day, um, thought I'll just get up again and go, um, and I got up, and that same live bird um, was in the same spot, and I thought I'm going to follow in this time um, and so it was this really kind of steep mountain <laughs> like really rocky and I started following him up and then um, I thought oh I don't I was, like, I was looking for somewhere to dance and I thought I don't really want to I don't want to go to the top so I started to um, sort of traverse down but on a like a bit sort of sideways, I was kind of going but still kind of walking along and he kept popping up, so I was like, oh, I'm still, like I'm still following you. <laughs> and um, Tricked him. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, 
then I just sort of arrived at this spot and I was like, oh, this is it. It's beautiful. And there was this really big, um, these like really big rocks. And I just um, started making the dance like in the scrub mm-hmm. and I was scratching it out and I was singing the song. And then um, I got really tired because, I mean, you've learned um, that live bed dance and it's really kind of like when you're Low, sitting down yeah. and doing it a lot, it's like thigh burn, yeah. you know. So I was like, oh, I've been doing this for an hour. Yeah. I'm like, I was getting like um, my thighs are a little bit shaking. And I thought, I'll go and just like put my hands on the rock, you know, and just um, rest my forehead because, you know, you get that beautiful kind of, uh, you know, like if you if you hug a tree or you do, and you just like get that yeah. kind of um, just that energy that goes like into your third eye. So I thought, I'll just I'll put my hands on the rock and I'll place my head there and then I did that and then I was like oh my gosh and there was an ochre cave so there was like a hole in the wall and then it was just, it was just full of sandstone and, and ochre um, and um, yeah so then I just then like finished the dance and the song there um, and then after that um, uh, yeah, there was just then an abundance of live birds. Oh, really? Just kind of, yeah, <laughs> wow. then coming from the, the song and the dance. Cool. So good. It's a beautiful dance to me. It's a lovely story. Do you want to do you want to finish up there? Because we can we can finish if we're gonna have the class soon. What time is it? It's ten to. Yeah, that's probably are, a good spot to finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's so good.